Today I'm going to read some scripture out of Daniel 3. But before I do that, I want to give a little background on the situation. We'll be talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and their faith. And, you know, these three men were probably in their early 20s. We don't hear much about them after this incident, but their statement of faith is incredible. And it leaves us an example to follow. You know, imagine yourself in your early 20s, taken from your home, being exiled to a different place. That alone is very disrupting. But they did not waver on their faith in God. They did everything they could in their power to be able to still worship their God the way that they wanted to and the way that God commanded them to do. You know, earlier in the chapter... Daniel and these three men and some other didn't want to take the food from the king. They wanted to live on vegetables. They wanted to be able to do... They made a stand. Even though that doesn't seem like much, they didn't compromise. Now, as we go to the reading, we'll start off at... Well, I'll give you a little bit of before background in the beginning of the chapter 3. Nebuchadnezzar just got through with a big spiel with Daniel reading a dream about this statue. And then in this chapter... He erects a a statue, 90 feet tall, a gold statue, and he wanted everybody to bow down and worship it. And these three, three young men did not want to compromise. So we'll start in reading 3.16, Daniel 3.16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we need not defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us, and he will rescue us from your hands, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards him changed. 
He was furious. He ordered the furnace heated up seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king commanded... The king's command was so urgent that the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and these three men firmly fell into the blazing flame. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men? that were tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound, unharmed, and the fourth looks like the son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadmach, Meshach, and Abednego, Servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And the governors and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that, they, that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was the hair of their head singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted him and defiled the king's commandments and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve and worship any god except their own. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who says anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces, and their houses be torn into piles of rubble, and no other God can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the providence of Babylon. These three young men had great faith. You know, it talks in the Bible about having faith the size of a mustard seed, which is very small, but yet when nurtured, becomes the biggest plant in the garden. And that's what we need to do. We need to nurture our faith. These three young men have just been through totally disrupting of their lives. But yet they never let go of what God commanded them to do. They were willing to die for 
not worshiping other gods. They could have gave in. <clears throat> Later on, you know, well, actually before this, they were given a chance to bow down, but they refused. King Nebuchadnezzar gave them a chance that, you know, just bow down before this and it'll all be forgiven and everything be fine. But he didn't do, they didn't do that. They held fast. That was their testimony. If they had given in, their testimony would have been totally ruined. They could no longer say that their God was better than any other God. And their God will save. You know, we serve the same God today that they served. We have the same power as they do. They didn't know the whole story like we do. We have the Bible. We know the ending of the story. We know that Jesus prevails. We know that we have a place in heaven. So how much more should our faith be? But like humans, we don't have a faith the size of a mustard seed. If we did, we could command mountains to move from here to there. Jesus was just saying, a little faith goes a long ways. But yet, we don't have that. We live in one of the easiest worlds in our time here in the U.S. that we have the freedom. But yet, we still lack faith. Knowing that we serve the same God that did this for these three young men. They actually... If you look at, um, it said, If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, O God, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from his hands, from your hands, O king. But even if he doesn't, they were still going to trust him. They were still going to not bow down even if he didn't do it. Now, how many times do we have a mountain that we have to, to climb that God put in our way with some trial or, you know, how many times do we just give up? We, as born-again Christians, if we truly believe in God, God can do anything. But sometimes he doesn't choose to remove them mountains. Some does, sometimes he, didn't, he doesn't choose to remove that thorn from your side. 
because if he did, every time one of us got into trouble, everybody would want to be saved because it'd be so easy. If you know God, your life will be just as smooth as a bed of roses. But God himself says, if you follow me, you will have trials and tribulations. You will suffer for me. He tells us that. But yet, time and time again, we compromise our faith and it hurts our testimony. You know, sometimes it takes years to build testimony, but it only takes five minutes to lose it. Isn't that incredible? You could do all the right things your whole life and have a tremendous testimony for God and lose it in five minutes and have no respect. Isn't that incredible? We have to be on guard all the time. Our testimony is one of the most important things our faith. It's incredible. But if we compromise our faith, we can be compromising our testimony. And I don't think we really want to do that. But sometimes we falter. We're human. We will fail. We will let God down. But the one good thing about God is He's a God of second chances. If we repent when we know we've done wrong or we know we've faltered, God will restore us back to the same place we were before we faltered. Isn't that incredible? We have a God of second chances. These three men did not compromise their faith and obedience to God, even to obedience to death, just like Jesus. You know, like I've said in the past, Jesus himself asked for, in the garden when he prayed, that this, what was going to happen to him would pass. If it was God's will, not his. And sometimes when we're going through struggles, we ask God to remove or help us remove that obstacle that's in our way. What do we do when God don't do that? Do we get upset about him? Does our, is our faith shaken? When a loved one isn't healed? When we lose our job? When finances are down the tubes? Our marriages is on the rocks? Where is our faith? Where is our testimony? We serve the same God as these three young men that can do anything 
if he chooses. Do we believe that? But is our faith shaken when he doesn't do what we want him to? Do we question God? Think of Job. All the stuff that Job went through. He wanted an answer from God. Why? But what happened? Towards the end, he realized, what right do I have to even question the author and the finisher of my faith? The the God that breathes breath into my lungs and gives me life and sustains life. Who are we to even question that? These three young men had a faith that was incredible because they didn't know. They didn't know what we knew. They didn't have the complete Bible. They didn't know the end of the story. But yet, they trusted God. Their faith did not waver. Isn't that incredible? It's an incredible example to each and every one of us, especially today with the technology we have to know about God. But yet, we lack so much faith. If we have a bad day, we question God. Where are you, God? We all do it. We've all been there. It seems like when everything's going good, we kind of forget God. We don't need him. Everything's going good. But then at the last minute when something happens, who's the first one we blame if something don't go right? We blame God. Where's our faith there? It's incredible that we have so little faith for what knowledge we have. And yet these three young men stood out. Their testimony was incredible. What is our testimony to the outside world, to the non-Christians? Do they see us compromising in our faith? Do they see us wavering? That's what Satan wants. Satan may not be able to take us from God's hand, but he can destroy our testimony so that we're ineffective. We're placed on this earth to bring glory to God. And that's what these three men did. They brought glory to God. Their circumstances. King Nebuchadnezzar was amazed, but not enough to believe. He said, if anybody speaks anything against any of of these three young men's God, that there would be tragedy come to him. 
their homes turned into rubble. Because he saw this miracle. They weren't even, the smell of smoke wasn't even on them. That's incredible. If I saw a sign from that, wouldn't you believe in that God? You would drop everything and say yes. But King Nebuchadnezzar didn't. And he pays for that later on in Daniel until he comes to his senses and realizes that God's in control. Now our faith may waver, but who better hands are we to put our lives into than Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith? We have nobody else that can do what he can do. And he's there with open arms when we make a mistake to welcome us back in. That's incredible. That's an incredible grace that he has bestowed upon us, which he didn't need to do. He gave his life so that we could have eternal life. And when we have a day that isn't just so, what do we do? We complain about it. That hurts our testimony. So next time you want to complain, think about your testimony. That's what Satan wants you to do. Satan wants you to complain. He wants to destroy your testimony as Christians. Shadmach, Meshach, and Abednego were an example to us. As though Daniel was later on being thrown into the lion's den. These young men had incredible faith. But like I said before, we have, we're in the times where we know the end of the story. Our faith should be stronger than that. But yet it isn't. Think about that. I challenge you to think, what is your testimony? What do... When you pass away, what kind of legacy of a testimony are you going to have? Are people going to remember you for the good things you did or for the way you stood up for God? Think about that next time that you're put in a position where you might have to compromise your belief. Because it's incredible. Your testimony means everything. It takes a long time to build it and a short time to lose it. Because if these three young men had bowed down to this statue and worshipped other gods, their testimony would have been no good. 
all that they stood for could have been wiped away just in a few minutes. And our God deserves better than that. Our God deserves our faith, our trust. Look at what he did for us. And you know, even when we falter, he's okay with that because he knows we're going to. And he's waiting there with open arms to welcome us back in. So like I said before, I challenge you, next time you're compromised in your belief, stand firm. Because our testimony means everything. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your gracious love, your mercy, and Lord, we thank you for your forgiveness. For as many times as we forgive, if we repent and believe in you, that you accept us back with open arms like nothing ever happened. Our slate is wiped clean. As far as the east is from the west, our sins are forgotten. They're not remembered. They're forgetting. And Lord, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.